メロカーヘビーアイズWe knew this was happening six months ago, so I don't know why. We knew this was happening, remember, when the CBA was signed in the, during the peak of Corona. Like, this is, I get everyone being mad, and the players, there are going to be some tweets, I'm sure, and some people, the money's not coming right now. The CBS does not hand them a $10 billion check. No, 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 it's not coming right now. I'm not trying to, like, show for the owners. Middle cop, you're just an owner mouthpiece. I'm just, this is basic business. If the check was coming now, it would be really shady. Right, if every team just got a billion dollars or something, you'd be like, "What are we?" That's not the way. That's not what happened. Uh, other things we're tracking right now, John Odell Beckham Jr.'s tweeting, so we're keeping an eye on that as we uh, do this podcast today. I've noticed it though. Really, I, he's tweeting heavily right now. He's had just cryptic tweets. I feel like like the last week. You know, uh, they use the term shadow banned. Sometimes guys just disappear from your timeline. You'll just think, "God, I haven't seen a tweet from so and so or an Instagram post from so and so." People just disappear from your. Uh, your algorithms mm. for some reason. It's like, I see a lot of Haberman I see like Lund and just, you know, sometimes it rotates. It's like, I've been seeing a lot of Odell Beckham tweets in my timeline of just weird shit. Second act. God, yeah. thank you for clarity. And then today I feel like God puts moments and sudden signals in our lives that are monumental. Sometimes things happen in your life to remind yourself exactly who you are. Then a minute later, God again, thank you for the clarity. Then nine minutes later, I'm off to do better things. I'm only doing shit that's going to make me elevate. Me too. Like actually elevate like David Blaine or just it means like personally, like get to a better level. I think that's levitate. Levitate. Elevate. I mean, I guess David Blaine did elevate when he levitated. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I saw that the NFL... You know, because Top Shot is owned by the NBA. Yeah. And they profit off the sale. So clearly the NFL realized, like, what the fuck are we doing? Let's do it. Someone's like, that Odell catch, I would imagine, once they figure out all the nuts and bolts of how to do their little NFTs, <laughs> probably going to go for a decent amount, yeah. right? Once Gronk That's a pretty sweet, to the light. In fairness to NFTs, I think a lot of the basketball ones are kind of stupid. That one is pretty cool. You know, like I'd say the LeBron block on Iguodala's would be pretty, like it just, that feels like a major moment. I see some of these like CJ McCollum jump shot, 40 grand. It's like, what's he even doing? Like a historic moment in the sport. Yeah. You know, maybe like a Santonio Holmes catch or I'd want a Michael Brady Jordan drafted. jump shot. I want the Brady draft moment. That's the one I want. You see Elon, some dude wanted to buy the NFT from his tweet, like his tweet 
wanted to make it an NFT and he was going to pay Elon a million dollars. And Elon's like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep my tweet. <laughs> I, I, I sent it to a bunch of different uh, text chains I'm on. And I got one response that said, if I ever turn down a million dollars for something this easy, hit me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's money out of your kid's pocket, but whatever. It's, it's time true. out of his day. All right. Podcast brought to you by my, Oh, before we get any further, uh, iTunes mailbag coming up. Don't forget, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars. Put a question in the mailbag by putting a question in your review. That's how you get in the mailbag. Yep. Get in it now. Also, YouTube. We put a bunch of content separate from the podcast this week. A lot of different videos up there. Hayward Middlecoff, easy to search. Go check it out and do it right now. Don't, don't not, do not hesitate. Do it right now. Don't not hesitate. D- do not hesitate. <laughs> I could use a donut. Gosh. I, I had, like I had one uh, last Saturday and it was phenomenal. <laughs> Apple fritter? No, it was a, str- just a like regular a whole sugar whole. Yeah, just a regular donut. <laughs> <laughs> just underrated. I, I, I swear to God, I probably haven't had a, a true donut in a long time. Recommended. I eat the Good shit out of bagels, though. Podcast brought to you by MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Uh, rem- they will uh, uh, match your deposit 50% up to $1,000. Remember, if you accept the bonus, you do have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. You can also decline the bonus. Either way, use HAM1. Let them know we sent you. And if you're listening to this before... 12 o'clock Eastern on Friday. I hope you guys are participating in my bookies bracket contest. Cash prizes, 10,000, 25,000, and even more. Plus, you can always bet individual games. I know I have a little dabbled on uh, Santa Barbara. Uh, just check it out. Can't recommend it enough. Also, you want to keep a, uh, just an eye on I li- Shane Lowry live betting the golf from Florida area. It's a windy condition. Remember, he won the Open Championship a couple years ago. He's he's off to a solid start. The Sony Open. I, I kind of like that one. I, I did not expect gets, that pick today because it gets really windy. He was he finished top ten at the Players. You know those those Irishmen that he lives in Florida. He thrives in the wind. Like I just keep an eye on him. Uh, you got soccer. You got the. Uh uh, you got Aussie rules odds, John. You got obviously the UFC on ESPN, NASCAR, MLB, spring training. Get after it. Europa League. Um, I, I dropped there. some clothes off the cleaners the other day. And uh, my, my dude I've been going to forever was I could tell he was watching a game on his phone. I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, the Champions League. What do you mean? What am I watching? And uh, he's like, I'm a diehard Tottenham guy. And he was just, I'm sure, you know, Tottenham had Tottenham, up on a squad. Tottenham, uh, they got hosed the other day. I thought they were down one nothing to Arsenal on Saturday morning. This is not a joke. I was, I flipped it on. It was on TV. It's like nine thirty a.m. I go, well, what am I going to watch? So it's, I'm like one nothing soccer game. I could watch this. Really suffers with no crowd. And then there was um, a penalty in the um, in the you know the in in the eighteen, which is what they call that. Ball. One thing you can't PK. dispute. This guy, my guy, told me. He grew up playing soccer, loving it. He's from Korea. He came over here at 17 years old. I'm like, isn't what's the biggest sport in Korea? I always thought it was baseball. He's like, yeah, baseball, soccer, you know, depending on who you are. I just played soccer. It can't be disputed the power of the uh, of the Champions League, the European soccer, right? It's it's worldwide. No, <laughs> you, know? I, it, it, you could you could you could definitely meet someone in every town in the world that is paying attention. That can't be said for. The sports we talk about. 
right? Um, Definitely football. Apparently, this guy DM'd me yesterday on Instagram, Lorson from the UK. He said, not sure how much soccer you know, but listen to the last pod, you have to check out Jose Moreno. Gruden is literally the NFL version of Jose. Jose goes to a team. Players love him or hate him. If you love him and buy into the system, you're good. If he doesn't like a player, he literally just ignores him, never plays him, sells him quickly. Normally wins a trophy within the first three years, but then the locker room implodes because he alienates everyone. Uh, he's the coach of Tottenham. Sounds more so like he's my guy's coach. Yeah. Sounds more Harbaugh than I, Gruden to me. They, they do become... I, I just became a Man City Pep Hamilton guy because I watched the Amazon show. He's... I think he's a little more likable, but they, they do Hamilton? become... No, uh, Pep LaGuardia, I think his name is. Pep Hamilton. Who's Pep Hamilton again? So the offensive Things coordinator from familiar. Stanford who then was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, This guy's name's... His first name's Pep. Is he a uh, Colts Le, guy? LaGuardia, I think his name is. But they... When you become a big-time manager over in the Europe, Europea... How, is it... What's the league? I mean, there's multiple... Europa? There's, there's, I guess yeah, there's I can never, Europa. Can, there's yeah, premier, yeah. They play and, you know, you cross over. La Liga. I get confused. I'm a big La Liga guy. Here's the one thing I will say to soccer guy no if you're listening... I, I'm not only not interest, I, I'm not only am interested, I desire and curious to know more. I, 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 yeah, I do been, value the league. I, we, we, we're not soccer shit talkers here. I, we don't get it. Fuck no. But, you know. You used to be. Used to be. I've come a long way. I'm mature. Well, uh, yeah. And it's, be, it's become cooler. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. It's become cooler in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has. It has, for sure. Because of we're able to we're watch We're not any that, better at it, but... Not no no no. I'm talking. It's become cooler us watching Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mybookie.ag promo code M1. <laughs> okay, the uh, Deshaun Watson situation has gotten has gone from just something you talk about every day. What's going to happen with Deshaun? To there's a whole other serious and more complicated element to it, which is now there are as of the recording of this three civil lawsuits filed against him accusing him of uh, sexual assault. Um, and uh, the, the uh, lawyer involved says there are more coming. Deshaun Watson denied it on Tuesday. But as I was watching Florio, one thing he said was once this stuff becomes a legal uh, accusation, once it becomes a filed lawsuit, you know, uh, denying it on uh, Twitter is not going to be enough. Like, there's going to have to be some court proceedings coming here, and who knows where this goes right now. But from the standpoint of what happens with Deshaun, all that stuff in terms of his trade value goes on the back burner for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think it complicates it. Uh, my, my first reaction: we were talking about the, doing this, you know, our angles on this topic, and I was like, I don't know if it will impact it. And I saw Adam Schefter on SportsCenter, one of those shows, say that he thought that teams would still pull the trigger. And then I text a couple people, not necessarily GMs and not people that even have the access to, like, you know, their teams are not getting them. Uh, but just said, you know, the more and more at first, it's like, you know, you kind of, his resume as a human being, you're like, you listen, he checks all the boxes of being an elite human. He had multiple players on the Texans, offensive linemen, other players, like, this is BS, come out. But the more and more accusations from other individuals right it's not more accusations from the same person it's three people so far and it feels like it's gonna like your lawyer says if there's more people coming it makes it more complicated because back to our experience talking a lot about and following really closely and reading all the details of the reuben foster experience one thing came clear he ultimately got suspended he never hit her 
He never the stuff that happened in Tampa that when he got arrested, you know, her coming like nothing actually happened. All the charges were always dropped, and it always came out to like you know, you could say he was a moron and couldn't separate him from this stuff, but. The stuff that he was always the headline the day that he was arrested was always like oh my god and then it was none of that stuff taking place and he still got suspended and I know cowboy fans feel that Zeke never got charged with anything never got had to pay any money in fines or whatever and got suspended for I think six games if I remember correctly it was a pretty big suspension so you don't have to like the law the, like we the law of the NFL has proven that you don't have to go to jail. The charges can get dropped at any moment. Like all that stuff is irrelevant to their the way that they uh, is adjudicate the right word. I adjudicate, mean, uh, yeah, yeah. The way they punish, they they do their own yeah. punishments. And if you were legally punished, then absolutely they're going to punish you. And if you weren't legally found guilty, uh, the standard of guilt in court is different than the NFL standard of guilt, right? Yeah, and I think we saw with the Ruben thing, we're like, listen. Not the smartest, you know, dude. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. Clearly making bad decisions, but someone can constantly accuse you of things that are not happening, and then you ultimately get suspended. I always thought it was kind of unfair. And I, I that situation, I just know much more about this. We don't well, know anything. because it happened. I just know, right? The Ruben situation, yeah, but, I, but I, when it started, we didn't know as much about it. No. But, I, but it take, here's the other thing, the problem for Deshaun, is... There is somewhat of a deadline before the draft on several of these teams that like he wants to go to the Niners. Due process, not even due process, but the way the law works and getting into court, especially now with Corona, just takes a lot longer. So the the chances that this is figured out by the draft, I would say is slim to none to no chance. The four, there's a very decent chance the 49ers like have to move on or have to draft a guy like this complicates their situation because you, you don't believe that they could pull the trigger on acquiring him today do you i don't think there's a chance you could acquire him today no and i that's why i'm surprised that Schefter said what he said i don't see how if you're an owner if your gm is telling you i'm telling you this is going to get cleared up next week i go first of all that's not how these things work Historically, it's proven time and time again, it never happens. There's, but you'd say with I, I, me and you could get into a car crash. It takes for, I mean, shit just takes a while. I couldn't, right? John. I don't think you could sign him if he were a free agent right now. Now you add to that what the cost would be to acquire him. You think, and then on the other side, you could say, well, no, no, no. Now the cost is going to go down. Well, if that's the case, why would the Tex, why would the Texans do that right? Why wouldn't they wait? I think everybody's going to wait. I think it's the only thing you can do. Um. Uh, you know, I hear people say this all the time, and I understand it. It's like, oh, well, this lawyer, you know, the lawyer's just looking for attention. It might be, but a lot of lawyers just look for attention and also are lawyers. Like, is it a real lawyer? Because if it's all BS, he can lose his license. So yeah, I think he's a big time lawyer. Someone texted me that he was the guy that helped get Kevin Sumlin fired. Like, he's a booster. Like, this guy's so he's a real you know, lawyer. Big like, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because I saw somebody say, like, well, if he was a real lawyer, you know, if this were not about attention for himself, he wouldn't be posting on Instagram. Well, you could lawyers can be two things. They can be all about getting attention for themselves and money for themselves and also be representing legitimate cases. So I don't think we can just dismiss it in that way. So I don't think you can do anything. I, I think we've gone from talking about what's going to happen with the Sean every day in terms of tr- like, will he get traded? How much will he get traded for? Will it happen before the draft? I think that whole conversation comes to a screeching halt right now until 
Uh, and, and by the way, if he doesn't prove himself innocent or not guilty or however it plays out in civil court, to your point, there's a whole other NFL part of this. And there could be – I'm somebody could correct me on this. I mean, we could still – these are civil cases, but doesn't mean there could not be um, – uh, what, yeah, criminal what, charges. Yeah, criminal I'm charges. Sure. Thank you. He, so I don't see how we. I, this thing is on his NF. All the NFL talk with Deshaun, I think, is on a total halt. I, I know the the uh, the lawyer angle for when you represent someone on Deshaun's side on this, and they co- I come to you and I say, listen, I'm innocent, and I, if especially if I'm a public figure, the first thing they would say, don't say a word, right? Don't do not yeah. say anything publicly. I, I I I just don't buy into that bullshit. If I'm if I'm an innocent human. There is no way if I was Deshaun and I was innocent, I wouldn't come out and I, I would try to get a sit down with Adam Schefter or whoever ESPN's NFL net, whatever. I'm doing a sit down and I if I'm if I'm 100 percent innocent, zero chance, 100 percent zero chance I'd stay quiet. I, I could not because these accusations are coming after again based on innocence are coming after the character of everything that we've learned about Deshaun is the complete opposite and the situation of my career. What's on the line right now for me? Like, I, I just would talk, and uh, I, I know that is not ever what lawyers recommend, but in this situation with what's on the line, I, I, I just couldn't stay silent. And he didn't, I mean, on the on a note tweet, right? And he had it pretty fast, but... And we've I, had I additional accusations would, since then, correct? Yeah, I think it would behoove him, again, not a lawyer, just state school guy with a couple degrees from Fresno and Cal Poly. Uh, I, I, I would be getting in front of the camera. I wouldn't be listening to any fucking recommendation. If I was 100% innocent, and I would be... You know, talking because the one thing Deshaun has always done, you know, is he comes across as everyone likes him. It's why I would say whenever trade demands happen, it's in the history of our lives. They're a polarizing situation. And a lot of times the player becomes the bad guy when they go James Harden. But it's just it's always split. It's hard, you know, especially a trade demand doesn't usually happen with shitty players. And when they do, no one gives a shit. But when they happen with star players like the fans don't want to lose their player. I'd say this one pretty universally, even with Texans fans, are like, yeah, I don't even blame the guy. Like, everyone had his back. It's why when I see media people like, oh, we, we give Deshaun, no one's giving Deshaun shit. Everyone is pro Deshaun on this. Deshaun is universally 100%. People you're talking about, on the, just to be clear, this. you're talking about on I'm, the I'm trade. Talking about the tra- I'm talking about the trade. I'm talking about the trade. So I think, like, everyone's had his back, and this is the first time people are like, whoa. You know, it's kind of, if I'm Deshaun, I, I'm just... I, have I know, but that's what everybody publicly. says. I say the same. We all say that. And then Rusty Harden goes, I've represented Adrian Peterson and Roger Clemens and on and on and on and on and on. But but Adrian hit his kid. No, no. But know? I'm saying Rusty, his, he hired an agent that is very experienced with athletes, right? Rusty, Rusty Harden is Deshaun's representative. Rusty Harden is Deshaun's representative. He got famous for representing Roger Clemens, remember? Yeah. Um, but I'm just reading his bio. He's uh, Rudy Tomjanovich, no, I mean, Warren he's a real Moon, Wade Boggs, Scotty Pippen, Steve yeah. Francis. But I'd Michael say this, Bennett, like Kurt Bush, the names that you just brought up, like they did it, <laughs> you know, part of it's to mitigate the situation. Yeah. I, I, I Again, just, I, I'm assuming I, my I, point I'm is, I think everybody I'm just feels myself- that way. And then the lawyer says, you, you have to listen to me. So I'm I mean, I understand yeah. what you're saying, though. I get it. If like, you know, it's it's kind of murky water, something happened. But if nothing happened, I'm just I just know this, because if he wants out of there, he's not going to go anywhere, it, especially if like. If if this lawyer's correct and these claims keep coming from separate women, you, you are right. Because when you first said that, I was like, I don't know. But 
ones and then now it's three like eventually he's at four or five i even had a buddy in the nfl i'm like could you trade for him he's like ah, with three accusations i think it's tough i think even in the old quote-unquote like old nfl it'd be hard to now given the nature of the accusations i don't think you could i i think the whole thing's on hold now and we might look back in a week and go yeah you idiots like it's way worse than anyone was talking about a week ago and it's way worse than you were talking about last tuesday and i just know that right now it's He's got to figure this out. They, uh, there's just, I don't know. There's, it's not a. He's but not. Time a, he's is not time a is not story right now. Time is not necessarily on his side if he wants out with, with the teams that he wants to go to. Yeah, no, that's true. But ultimately, if the, if the 49ers move up in the draft to get a quarterback, he's not coming to the 49ers. Sure, no but what. but if in three months, if in three months he's able to prove it's baseless, he's still Deshaun Watson, right? Well, yeah, people would still want him. I'm just saying some of the teams that he wants to go to, like what, right now it's at Denver and San Francisco. Those two teams have trade up in the draft to get quarterbacks. Like he, they're, they're going with their quarterbacks. Like he's just not an option there. Anymore. Yeah, but you I'm agree just, there. I, I, uh, I agree there, but even that could change in the end. Like who did you end up getting? Did you end up getting anybody? It also could, you know, the, the other thing could be in three months, he's like, okay, Denver and San Francisco is not an option, but okay, I can find another team I'd like well, more yeah, than the Texans. To, I'm just saying you have to pivot his teams, but. Yeah. But I don't think anybody can do anything now. Is that, have you reached that conclusion or are you still? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say th- three women coming out complicates the situation dramatically. <laughs> We just know how owners and GMs and coaches and no, they 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 weren't necessarily open to trading him anytime soon. It hasn't that's felt true. like, but yeah, it's that's where I'm saying he needs to be very proactive on this. And the law, the way the law works is, I, I I'd say the law and proactive are like oxymorons, right? It's true. The law I, takes a while, long time. But I also for think the, for people the last innocent. thing he needs guilty uh, people I want behind bars. Yeah, but right now. If uh, whether or not one of the teams I want to go to has room for me in two months is if I'm him, it's probably at the back of my mind. Like, I'm not looking at the situation like I, I got to get to the Niners and I got to make sure we get this cleared up before they draft Justin Fields. Right. You're just like, I got well, well, I know that if, if I if I put myself in his shoes and I was 100 percent innocent, I would still be thinking a lot about my career. Like, fuck this. Absolutely. My career. Right. But not as it's about saving it. It's not about getting to a specific team. I, I like I just think his problems right now. And we'll find out if they're fair to him or not, are much bigger than whether or not Justin Fields ends up on the Niners. All right, let's get to some NFL free agency stuff, John. Mitchell Trubisky will not be a 49er. Two and a half million dollars is what the Buffalo Bills get him for, uh, which, you know what? I, I think I give him some credit on this one. I think it's a great spot for him. I think the Niners would have been a good spot for him. I don't know if he was great for them. I, this feels like a better fit than it would have been for the 49ers for everybody, actually. Probably easier for him to come to grips with like Josh Allen's clearly better than him. I'm not saying Jimmy's not, but like I'm going to sign two and a half million. I got Jimmy Garoppolo making 20. I, I, I don't know if that factored in or not. It's just a very clear line of delineation with the Buffalo Bills franchise. Like this is a star player. We're a powerhouse now. We're making the playoffs three of the last four years. Like we talk about the Niners really highly, and I think they're viewed highly as we saw with Trent Williams and guys that are there. But like from the outside, it's not like they're winning big. You know, he goes there. Here's the other thing. They had an offensive coordinator who felt like, I don't know, like it was a lock to become a head coach this year and then did not happen in Brian Dayball. 
if they have another big year, and I think they're going to be excellent, that that guy is a borderline lock to become a head coach. If Mitch is just Mitchell, is a good guy, plays hard, even if they're, I don't know, who, well, I guess we'll find out. Do you think preseason games are going to happen with 17-week season? Probably not, huh? Maybe one. I think we'll get a couple. Yeah. It's just such easy money to put on television yeah. in the league and just let guys like Mitchell play. So if Mitchell can have a couple moments for Brian Dayball, and, but, but more, it'd be stuff we wouldn't see. Brian Dayball likes him. I bet his agent goes, go with this guy. He's going to be a head coach, and he'll just bring you, for at least maybe you'll get a one more $10 million contract. Maybe you could start for a year, resurrect your career. It's not, I think if you think like two steps ahead, Brandon Bean, the general manager, mm-hmm. had a good quote which, again, is obvious to everybody, but we don't expect him to be here long, right? So I think if his agent sees the big picture, going to a team who wants you, like, I mean, you send him to the Chiefs, or they might not want him, they don't have the money, uh, or Seattle, whoever, that's going to want you and has another head coach, you're thinking almost two steps ahead. Like the Niners, do they have a lock head coach next year from the offensive side of the ball? No, they don't. Right, right. Yeah, I also think it's great for Mitchell's brand. That, do, you, do you do you agree with that? I think it's a think great. I, I think it's fantastic, right? I think if if um, we we've seen it with Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles has repeatedly since he left the Eagles played for coaches that were assistant coaches when he was in Philadelphia. And additionally, you'd say he almost went to the Colts last year, and that was Frank Reich was an assistant coach when he was in Philadelphia. I mean, you see it all the time. Coaches in college transfer, all uh, get a new job. All of a sudden, somebody from their old school transfers. People want to, particularly from the beginning when you start something, build up with some people around that they know, A, because you can trust them, and B, because you need them to help you kind of integrate other people. It's why it's one of the reasons Gronk, even if he had never played it down for the Bucks, made sense to go to Tampa Bay to be with Tom Brady just to help everybody else understand what it means to catch passes and be a part of a Tom Brady offense. So I think from that standpoint, I think, standpoint, I think it the makes Bucks signs James, I think they signed James White too. James I White. That. That'd be another one. Part of that is helping other players. Part of that is making Tom comfortable. But I also think it's, I think it's great for Mitchell just from a brand standpoint, like Mitchell has become kind of a guy that like, you know, uh, Barstool likes and the bills have a huge fan base and he can be up there like high fiving with, um, I got another quarterback that's really cool, right? Josh Allen. It doesn't quite have the same vibe with Jimmy, I would say. Like you said, he. The other problem is if you're a team, if Garoppolo's your back, he doesn't want to be Justin Fields' backup if they draft a guy. It's just like you go in, and this is where you said when Andy Dalton signed for ten million, they're signing him to be the starting quarterback, and that and it's true. That's they are signing him to be the starter. When you sign for two and a half million dollars, you are signing to be the backup, and it's easier to accept that that's what you are signing the money for when the starting quarterback is an established starting quarterback, which with uh, which Josh Allen is. So, plus from a physicality standpoint, they're similar, right? In terms of just gameplay, it makes some sense. Um, yeah, I like it. I would have liked if if you told me the Niners signed him for two and a half million dollars. I would have liked that. By the way. I would have me, too. Yeah. I, me too. Me I, too. I would imagine the Niners would have offered him that contract if it's true they were interested. It would just make more sense for him to go there. I, I, I just, I think. Uh, I also, I typed in because I was like, well, isn't Matt Barkley their backup? Matt Barkley just had a tweet. It's been real. So clearly they told him like, hey, you're not coming back. Whether I have to look at his contract. But Mitchell Trubisky, on, a most, on the most basic level of the scouting department, you're always trying to improve your team. 
So I can get a backup quarterback for relatively cheap. Like I'd say a solid backup money. We saw it was last year with Mariota, $7 million. That's a high end. You'd say Trubisky and Mariota have accomplished similar stuff when they both signed the contract. Mariota's, or I mean, Trubisky's pretty cheap. I can get Trubisky and get rid of Barkley? Like that's, I think how excited the Buffalo Bills front office is. Like that's an easy decision. Yeah. The tools. I honestly, I've thought about this a lot, and I was someone in a draft room that thought Matt Barkley, this guy's not an NFL player. Remarkable that when the dust settles, Barkley's going to have like a 10 year career. Honestly, really impressive. Kudos to him. Fourth I, round I, pick. I, yeah. I didn't see that coming, especially when the draft proved like, you know, he wasn't that good. But he also, and, I mean, like, look at the team. If, if, if I were to be on your side of that, I'd say, yeah, he never really, one year he had to play, and he went one and five as a starter, right? Well, he's not a good player, but I just, th- there is something to be said in this, I'm not trying to have a polarizing conversation here, but the thing Kaepernick and backup quarterbacks, a backup quarterback to really make it in the NFL, Chase Daniel, Matt Barkley, the offensive coaches, and we talked about this a little bit with Mitch, with Foles and stuff, and we'll see how Mitch transitions to be a true backup quarterback. You're basically like a secretary would be uh, diminishing their ability because you at any moment can become the CEO, right, if a guy gets hurt. But really the team is not planning on you playing at all. They just need you to be everyone likes you, be like the first guy in the office, know the game plan like an assistant coach. You're really just like the ultimate role player who ideally never has to play a staff. You're like a You're like support staff. You're like a quality control, but you put on a jock strap <laughs> and make, and make a, a decent amount of money. Yeah. Make a lot more money. I mean, it's why I bet some of these guys hear from former quarterbacks, hear from their agent. Like, listen, if you play this right, your, your NFL career may end when you're 32, 35, but you will bank millions of dollars and set yourself up for life and know all these people that will give you opportunities to get involved. Look at Dan Orlovsky, lifetime backup has kind of parlayed it into that. Barkley, I, I've always thought like, I'm going to look up and Haberman and Barkley are going to be calling like USC Oregon. Right? Barkley is just going to have a lot of options when it all ends. He's smart, he's good looking, but he's also going to have like it, it played Wait, out who are you talking on, about? on Fox Sports. Matt Barkley. Oh, Matt Barkley. I, thought, I was like, wait a second. Are you talking about Charles Barkley? What's that? I'm talking about what Matt What happened Barkley? to Charles? <laughs> like, if I if I told you that you look up in five years and Matt Barkley's like calling sure. football games on Fox Sports 1, like with you at Oregon. I, John, Utah, you might look up not? next year and he's calling f- games on Fox, right? One, 100%. But it's just, it, it is, I think early on in your life, when you're not an elite player in the sport of football, and I think it's true in basketball too to become a role player. But like, if you can really uh, carve out the role and really master it, you can change your life. And I, I bet Chase, someone told Chase Daniel that early on, and he's the best example. Again, we always we make the moment these guys have to play, all of us are on our couches texting with our buddies, tweeting like, "God, this guy sucks." Guess what? We all know it in the league. You couldn't ask one person in the league, like, would you want Matt Barkley? Every single scout, every single assistant pro director, every GM would say, fuck no, I don't want him. You know who wants him? The offensive coordinator, the head coach, feel comfortable with him around. They're the guys and, that and fight the, for And I would add maybe the starting quarterback. I'll give you another example. Chad Hall, who one time I got into an argument, I think, with his wife, who actually I think is Matt Stafford's sister. Uh, I made fun of him on something. He was someone, because there's a guy like Chad Hall who ended up having a six, seven, eight-year career, who had no business probably playing more than a couple years on the practice squad, but who liked him. Harbaugh liked him. Andy Reid liked him. 
What do you do when you turn up, you look up now at Bill's games with Chad Hall? He's the wide receiver coach for Sean McDermott, who was around him in Philadelphia. Like, if you just learn, you can impress these human beings. The thing with the NFL, probably more than the other sports, just because how big coaching staffs are, you really, like, when I first got to the Eagles, I had never heard of Sean McDermott. Matt Nagy was this dude at the little desk. Like, you just, you're around all these people. You could be at shitty teams that's like that. Like, think of the guys with the Colts last year. You're just around Nick Sirianni. All of a sudden, you look up, the dude's a head coach. Like, things just change so fast. It's part of what I'm saying about Brian Dable. He's destined to be a head coach or he's a lock. Maybe not. I mean, I, what, who's no Chad Hall's not a head coach in the NFL in like three or four years. Maybe Matt Barkley doesn't want to work for Fox Sports 1. Maybe he becomes an offensive coordinator. He's like Chad Hall's offensive coordinator. Like, that's not inconceivable, is it? Did we look up in 10 years and Matt Barkley's an OC in the NFL? There's some guy who's never played in the league that's going to get, get, you know, you just become, you attach in an office and uh, 20 years later, you're the GM of the team. <laughs> Happened. Howie Roseman. Didn't even take him 20 years. No, necessarily, it doesn't necessarily. Here's the other thing, by the way. Um, I just think the web's the strongest in the NFL just based on the most amount of people and the turnover, coaches and players, right? It's just people moving all over the place every year. It's crazy, right? Just the, the, the quantity. Like in the NBA, it's kind of similar, but they're just way less human beings. I do think NBA staffs are probably bigger than you realize, right? Like player, Like the number of people on the staff for the for the true players involved so the it, difference though is like a quarterback coach what's the number two guy or three guy in the nba making like you well, make a come i would say coach start making like 850 grand i think the big difference is it's harder to identify the assistants in basketball no one is calling plays there's no offensive coordinator defensive coordinator db coach they go oh all these dbs have been really good this is the guy coaching them. It's really hard in basketball for those people to become part of the conversation. Also, even the head coach. The head coach doesn't call every People play. People have been saying about Steve Kerr for years. Like, what's Steve actually do? If Bruce Frazier, the dude that works Curry out, was an NFL coach, he'd be considered like Kafka for Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback coach. Yeah. Kafka's already interviewed for NFL jobs. He's like 34. <laughs> I mean, it's just, but you're right. You can't like that to that. Like, Bruce Frazier, if he was in the NFL, there's a decent chance someone would have interviewed him for a head coaching job, right? Whatever his role. He'd be viewed yeah. as like the quarterback coach. He'd be Steve Kerr's guy. Yeah. That's a good point. Honestly, he might already be a head coach. Uh, by the way, I think Mitchell will play. The Bills had like several blowouts. Like Barkley's oh, yeah, played yeah, yeah. in five games last year. So we'll get to see Mitchell. Let me end it on this. The worst feeling for that backup quarterback when they realize, oh my God, this job was so good. Fuck. Like that had to suck to get that news. I Matt, know. Matt, but does, but again, there, there's not 32 starting level quarterbacks in the NFL, like 32 guys that should start 16 games. So I'm not sure that he's played his last snap. I, you know. Yeah. Or, or had his last job for a year. John, well, we have a moment. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham, the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed designed to make a life-changing difference to you, your health, and your wellness from just $9.99. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Okay, you're talking about two Sleep Number sleepers. Mm. And ever since I had a Sleep Number bed, I know you had a Sleep Number bed. 
My sleeping habits have not just changed. I've become a better person. Why? Because when you sleep better, you're happier. You feel better in the morning. It's easier to go to work, even if it just means going to your office in your own house. It's just, you just, your mood. The, the, having a better night's sleep, to me, I, I can speak personally, changes my mood for dramatically the better. And sleep number, I, I like, you know, softer bed, close to 10. I think you're up in the 80s, 90s. A little too firm for me. I, you know, this, I don't like sleeping on concrete. I'm not uh, Bear grills out in the wild sleeping on a rock. Uh, but sleepnumber.com. You know, Sleep Number, they've done studies. They, they average on more than 100 hours more sleep than uh, non-sleep number sleepers. How do you beat that? Uh, it's it's the beauty of the sleep sleep IQ, John. There's no mystery to it all. The proof is in the pudding right now. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Just go. Go check it out. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. The new Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Uh, it is part of the way you improve your entire life. Get that quality sleep. Feel good hopping in the bed. Know that you sleep one way, somebody else sleeps another way. You can accommodate everybody with your Sleep Number bed. From $9.99 only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Do it. Podcast also brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up at DraftKings. Promo code HAM. The tournament's finally here. The leader in one-day fantasy, baby. That is DraftKings. Yep. The le- Like you said, this weekend, March Madness, $1 million in total prizes is up for grabs. And if it's not enough, check this out. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survivor pool, you get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset. It's easy. Just pick one team per day. If they survive and win uh, in advance, you win. It's pretty... It's very self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, get in on all this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. I have the DraftKings app. You have the DraftKings app. I've even invested in the company. Enter code HAM during sign-up and enter free to win free $1 million survivor pool. Again, again, that's code HAM. Enter into DraftKings. Free $1 million survivor pool. Eligibility restrictions. Terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Also, what's the countdown here on the Masters? Because you, you want to get in. Get into our league. If you have any trouble finding the 20, Haberman and Middlecoff. 21 days. 21 days. Three, three weeks, weeks from today. Three weeks from today. Get in the Haberman and Middlecoff DraftKings League. You want to be there for the Masters. Uh, I've been watching Masters. I've, I got, I'm um, in on this. Uh, yesterday I found this uh, Instagram account that is just every day they post one big shot from the Masters history. It's fantastic. A lot of Tiger. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um so I'm just fired up for this. We want the Masters one to be huge. So let's make it big. Underrated golf has a huge presence on Instagram. Or am I just living in a rabbit hole? I mean, all I look at so much golf on Instagram that that's all that gets suggested to me. Maybe that's but it. I do think it. no, I do think it's just it's a good Instagram product because so much there's like a lot of tons of instructional videos, highlights only need ten seconds. Also easy to have because anyone can play it. Right, a lot of like bloopers. That's right. See a lot of people like hitting homes and throwing clubs into the water. You're always like, you know, the ones that give me the most anxiety is when you get matched up with somebody who takes forever to swing. Those, uh, you know, I'm talking about those videos. It's always like, oh, got matched up with this guy. I can't watch. I don't do slow play. I don't do slow play. What do you do in that situation? Uh, I mean, I don't play with randoms that often. I don't know. How do you get out of that? How do you? Extradite yourself. You just—I mean, I'm sure people have quit, walked off. <laughs> You're right. All right. The report as of this time is that Marcus Mariota has declined the Raiders' invitation to take a seven million dollar pay cut and accept a three million dollar salary, 
And uh, I think the latest from Rap Sheet is we're waiting for him to uh, to get cut, released. Weird situation. I've never made three. I, I've never made three million dollars in a year. But I wonder if you're like, well, you can guarantee yourself three million dollars. It's probably it's easy to say like on the outside, but then if you think about, well, if I was making seven last year and I was scheduled to make ten, no, I'm not going to take a seven million dollar pay cut. Especially if your agent, I think it's fair to say his agent has to be telling him, I can get you more than this $3 million in the open market. Because if his agent did not say that, it would not be good business to do this. They have now, though, had a history, the last three players, of trying to squeeze them out of money. Starting with Gabe Jackson to take a big pay cut. Rodney Hudson had some issues with payments. And now the Mariota. The Mariota feels the most tangible of like going from 10 to 3 feels like a precipitous drop. If you're Mariota, number two pick in the draft, you finally leave the Titans, you get seven and a half. Like that's a, no, I, my, my first reaction if I was him in, because again, money's all relative. He's used to make an X to go to that. Like, no, screw you. Also think when you see some teams talk about giving guys pay cuts, a reason a lot of guys I think capitulate is because they're, the reason they pay their agent is to know the market and they go, listen, I, I don't think you'll get more than this. If you feel comfortable there, stay. If you're going to keep playing. This one feels a little bit like, honestly, from the outside, feels like he's getting fucked a little bit from the sense of if they had released him once he says, because this has been going on now a while. We had talked about Mariota for months. He's going to get traded. Where's he going to play? The Washington, the Bears. No team trades for him. And then Florio's broken down. His contract is a little complicated once you get him. It's really a lot more than 10 once he became the starter. There's some other kickers and some cash. But if you're not going to keep him on your roster, the right thing to do, and listen, it's a business, but like once you can't come to terms, and clearly they haven't been on the same page for a week, is to release him so he can hit the market with Fitzpatrick, Trubisky, and all these guys and just see where I I, I, mean, I land, right? Yeah. See what my market is. Yeah. Honestly, when I see the Raiders squeezing guys, and ultimately Rodney and Gabe didn't get squeezed because they got traded. Uh, and the trade thing with Mariota is complicated with the money. And clearly, I don't think he's going to make $10 million. But what the Raiders are doing to him feels very kind of, again, low level and, and just inconsistent and kind of bad business to me. Yeah, I mean, look, there, I, so there's a few things here. I do wonder if, because there were trade discussions, does his agent have a particular team in mind and know that that team not only would pay him, but it still has a spot available for him and would pay him, you know, somewhere in the realm. I don't, you know, given what you just said, I, I don't... You, if I told you the 49ers signed him for $3 million as Jimmy's backup slash... Contingency plan for other stuff. That, yeah, I, I do think, think that's, that's crazy. I, no, I, I don't think so either. I think the 49ers would make some sense. But I also. What if I told you five? Do you think that, five's yeah, a lot like, too much? I don't, I don't. I can't pay Marcus Mario to five when Mitchell Trubisky's making two and a half. Now, maybe you think. But, Mar- but, Dal- but Dalton's making ten and a half. Yeah, but Dalton's a starter. For now. Yeah, but I mean, he, they are entering the season with him as the starting quarterback. Unless they get a rookie. Sure, but I, they just signed him under the pretense like this is a starting quarterback contract that we're signing here. Yeah, and like if you're Dalton's agent, he, he spoke today. He was told he's a starting. He's quarterback. yep. And so I, you know, uh, same with same with probably Fitzmagic. I would like Mariota uh, for the right price. If I were the Raiders, I wouldn't have paid him ten million dollars either to be my backup. I, the thing, but I, I think, wonder, but 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 I think where Mariota would say to you guys, you said of uh, the backup, Mariota was a backup last year, and got seven and a half. Sure, there's no question. So take one for the and team. Then but, the but they would argue, well, you're not so going to get like, seven anywhere else. 
Well, that's fine, but I, I, I would, I would feel that Mario. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a Mariota apologist, even though I'm not even that big of a fan of the guy as like a true like starting quarterback. I, it feels like he's going to get more than two and a half, but maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Maybe he will. I don't think much more, but I think it's also possible that. Um, that he doesn't necessarily need to make as much as the Raiders were offering to make it worth his time for a couple of reasons. One, maybe didn't like it. Maybe didn't like it there. Maybe wants to be on another team. Yeah. Two, Feel, did, feels, he, I mean, it, Raider fans, back here. it feels like kind of a consistency of these guys, I'm right? I'm black today, so <laughs> pro Raiders. Number two, he did play last year, but by and large, Derek's pretty durable. Like if you want a chance to like, you know, play five games or something, the Raiders are not the team to play for. By and large, Derek's a durable quarterback, right? Now, he, he has been hurt. It's not like he plays 16 games a year. Hurt his back. I think Gruden's first year, remember the dude from Florida State, A.J. Manuel, played a game. We had McGloin. Yeah, and then this year had the, you know, so the, it's, you know what. Yeah, but I, it, it, there's definitely no question about who the quarterback is. I can't say it. That's why I don't say the injury. The groin. Oh, the groin, yeah. yeah. But Derek, it's Derek certainly not getting benched. Like, he might be better off making $2.5 million Help playing for the Bears. The problem is they got foals, but it, there ain't there ain't a soul alive that thinks Mariota's better than Derek. Yeah, so uh, he he might be better off on the Dolphins, right? He might be better off on a team that there is some question about how good their quarterback is. He might be better off yeah. on the Lions. I don't know. Um, might be better off on the Niners if Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback. I'm not saying he'd beat him out, but I'm just saying Jimmy's been hurt. So I think there are better situations for him, even for equal money, and. Yeah, he might get he might get a little more. He might get a little more. I, I'm not convinced he'd get much. Your point is, you have a different point initially, which is well, you just gotta you gotta make a decision. Good guy. business to do this on Sunday and let him be yeah, a free agent I, quarterback. I, which, by the way, would I, not I, prevent him from resigning with you if no one's paying him a million dollars. No, and it, like you, like if he doesn't not like you, like and he's on good terms, maybe he would come back. Richie Incognito came back. Even though Richie Incognito and John Gruden are the ultimate match made in football heaven, uh, I, I just think the I I do not like and and I tend to be more pro team pro management. I I don't like doing business like this. Not not with a guy who, from all accounts, did everything right. Who you signed to a contract, and if he doesn't want to take the contract, it happens all the time. I, I would say too, it's pretty consistent in the NFL. That teams go, listen, we can't keep you at this number. Will you take X? And often the guy says no, and pretty consistently that guy is cut if no one's willing to trade for him. It's just simple. It ends it, and you both go your separate ways, but it feels like Gruden, it honestly kind of feels like it's personal. Like we helped resurrect you, and resurrect's the wrong word because I, I don't even know if he has been resurrected. We threw you this line last year for money when no one else would. And we want you to now do us a favor. And that's just, that's not the way the world works. No, you, you know? pay me I, my worth. My responsibility, you pay me my worth. Yeah. And I showed up every day. I fucking, I was, I, I was there when my number was called just the one moment in the Thursday night game or whenever that, I guess it would have been a, I don't even remember. Yeah. It was Thursday night against the Chargers because Derek came back. He did. He remember part of it's like, is he going to miss the rest of the season? He came right back the next week on 10 days rest. But I, I just, there's a pretty consistent theme now of, of Gruden, right? It's just not they, – they feel – I saw Coward mention this today. He's like, called him a circus. And for, for a little bit, right, with Del Rio came and they just started feeling a little bit more of a stable organization, 
even once they signed John, it was like, oh God, they just they're headed in the right direction. They feel circusy again, and circusy organizations do circusy shit. That this league, like, I just don't think this is the way you want to conduct business because the majority of players aren't the guys you're giving huge money to. It's it's Mariotas. It's five, six, seven, eight million dollar players. They're the type guys that you need, right? And I just. I don't love Gruden being in charge of personnel and clearly like, I, I just don't feel this is Mayock. I, I, I can't cause I, I can't feel Mayock's operating like, no, I, that's a good point. I don't think he would either. Um, you know, by and large players will sign where the most money is, but that's not 100% of the time. Sometimes money's close. Sometimes they want to be with you or they don't. I, I think a lot of times money's close guy. And I'm just determining if both teams are offering me four to five and one's a little tax and the numbers about to be the same. I choose where I think I'm going to have the most success. Or yeah. more, where I'm most comfortable. The other guy we're watching, speaking of vets, I mean, this guy, Richard Sherman, uh, and I'm, he's, I know he's got a PFF account because of the Collinsworth, tweeting out a lot of his stats, a decade of work, he said. Somebody replied to him and said, uh, you know, come back to the Niners. And he said, well, that, that door's definitely closed. But uh, I don't know. I Speaking of, the, like, I kind of thought he'd be on the Raiders by now. Maybe he still will be. But the market is... You know, I think one thing that happens when the team you just played for is not involved in the bidding, it's hard to get things jump-started maybe a little bit. I heard someone say, I heard Michael Lombardi say that over the last probably month. He said, whenever you're going after a player and their home team, where they're coming from, is also trying to keep them but let them hit free agency, it usually drives up the price. It, it always drives up the price. Uh, it's like juju. What do you think most t- teams are asking themselves right now? Why aren't team? Why why are the Steelers letting this guy go now? With Richard, the Niners like Richard. I, I, if Richard was still healthy and playing at a high level, I think they would gladly have had him back. I think the complication right now for Richard, and I think his Twitter account when he tweeted those, you know, those ten years running or something, whatever his tweet was, mm-hmm. like ten years of ten years of work. He's one hundred percent right. I mean, Richard, you're going right to the Hall of Fame. You you're just an all time great. I mean, your your name's going to be on the Seattle. I don't even know if they put names up there, but if if it is, your name's going up there, right, in Seattle. You, you will have a day with the Seattle Seahawks. You won't probably have that with the Niners, but I think you will be remembered in a very, very high-level light with Niner fans. It was a positive experience. People liked you, and you were awesome for, the, for a great team. Once you get 32, 33, and I, I think the problem with his last year with the Niners is he was injured a lot. And when the Niners got him, he was injured. He's not fast. So it's like the 10 years of work was great, but now you're injured. I can imagine this is tough for him, too. And I texted you this the other day. I, being your own agent, it's probably cool when you're like Bobby Wagner or Richard when he's dealing with Parag. Remember when him, Parag, Richard's wife, and John, they took the picture after they signed the contract? Because like, hey, we really want you. Being your own agent's cool when people really want you. And even if you got to take... Less money than you're used to taking. You're still making like eight, nine million dollars. Doesn't suck that much. Sometimes older players get like Frank Gore's been playing like one year, one million dollar deals for the last like five years. Yeah, and it's easier to hear like, "Hey, hey, Frank, this is the only deal on the table. Take it or leave." He's like, "Yeah, let's take it." Right? It's another thing. Like, "Hey, man, Rich, like, I, I want five million dollars." Like, hey, you know, we think you're a veteran minimum player. I, I don't care who you are, and I'd say Richard's confidence. I'd say of all the athletes over like the last decade, I'd throw in like LeBron's and Kevin Durant's and fucking Bryce Harper's. 
Peyton's and Brady's. I'd put Richard's confidence up against any. I'd put his confidence meter toe-to-toe with any athlete in my 35 years of life, 36, I've ever seen. It has to kind of rattle you a little bit when people, like, the you're the one on the phone with these GMs or coaches, and they're like, you know, I just, one million is what we're offering. I don't care who you are, guy. How does that, how wouldn't that kind of, it's got to be a humbling experience a little bit. And there's not, it's not like there's, you can take your business elsewhere, right? There's 32 teams in the league. Well, he that's is a taking, he's taking his business to all these people. Well, I'm what sure. I'm saying though is there's 32 like. teams in the league. That's not a lot of options, especially when, oh, I don't know who knows what the number is. That's really actually interested at in any number at a, how many of them are interested in a million dollars? It might be five. Right, the last time he was a free agent, it was like when I say million, I just mean I just mean I just mean like veteran minimum, yeah, no. whatever his number is. So the other thing that hurts him, right? The last time he was a free agent, the Lions were interested. There, that coach is gone. He's back in New England. Maybe yeah. he can end up in New England. You'd go well, okay. Oh, yeah, remember the Niners? The Niners were bidding a little bit. The Lions really wanted him. The, you okay? Well, you got Robert Salas in New York now. Maybe that should be a team. Maybe they are interested. Maybe they're not. But the fact that he hasn't signed there is. A little surprising. Like it kind of felt like maybe he'd go wherever Robert Sala went, didn't it? At least at Gus, this point, Gus, he has. Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley was on the staff when Seattle when they drafted him. So you would think there are some. Maybe it is. It. I mean, I would sign Richard. I think a lot of people would like Richard Sherman. It's as you said. It's just about the the, the monetary element. Dan Quinn with the Cowboys. There's a lot of people out there that would make some sense. And so he's calling. He's not just talking to random GMs. He's probably texting with those guys going hey i'm talking to your guy what let him know you know let him know you want me i don't know what he's saying but i would imagine he's heard from those other i i know he's talked to robert sala right we don't have to imagine if he's talked to robert sala yeah go hey robert tell joe let's get this thing going it's like yeah i'd love to have you but joe says all we can do is two and a half or whatever the number is i don't know so i i I, I know this i wouldn't bet against richard i I wouldn't give him – I understand why it is where it is, but you tell me that next year the Pro Bowl gets announced and Richard Sherman's on the team, I'm not going to be surprised. Listen, I, I admire Richard Sherman. I've, I have, I think he's the hardest, toughest corner I've ever seen in my life. He's the biggest fucking hitter. I, I love everything he stands for. I, I would tend to lean – and I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong. I would tend to lean. I, I would be surprised. Well, you're just playing the odds. I understand. I understand. But it, but it's a double whammy. I think he was never the fastest guy, and even the Niners' sweet year, he was just so smart. Remember, he was like putting himself in position. He was like cutting things off. He's like, well, I knew the route was going. You're like, God, he did, you know, because he couldn't catch up to people. I think the second wave of injuries, like last year, is like things just kind of didn't get better. Remember, mm-hmm. he gathered the calf, and it just couldn't get better. And you know what that is? Like sometimes old people, it's just like you're just. It happens with older humans, like in our normal civilization, right? Like our parents, like they get an injury and they're just a little slower with with NFL players. And I just think pro athletes, for the most part, skill guys, especially guys that have to run, right? Point guards or whatever, lose their speed. DBs or wide receivers lose their twitchiness. You know, Richard just feels kind of like he's breaking down. I, I, I just think that's the way the league views him. It's just a broken down corner. And I think Richard would be like, it's bullshit. But that's just... I, I just know the way these conversations take place. And it's just like he did have a year where he missed the majority of games, right? Yep. He was hurt. Yep. He did not play. And then he came back and he was gone again. No, and I, it, it I might be it. as simple as like, Richard, we'll gladly take you for really cheap. And it's it's one of those where I could see 
back to the Mariota conversation, you get used to, even if he was used to like when he came to San Francisco, probably making, you know, if he was making 12, 13 with Seattle, then he ended up making one because he had some incentives, made good cash. But it's probably really hard to go from like nine to one. And you just don't want to sign that contract or commit to the Raiders for a one-year deal until you know that like, can I not get like three and a half? I wonder, if he, I wonder if it gets to a point where you go, I'm just going to wait until we get close to the season. Maybe a couple guys get hurt and my market improves. I don't know. But that by then now, the, cr- the draft has happened. and It, it, it crossed my mind. Uh, now, he had been adamant that I think during the season, he, the great thing is he is an open book, is when he said that you know the Niners weren't, he knew he was done, his plan was to play, part of it, I guess he's an open book, he has a podcast, is that he wanted to play two more seasons and then just go into broadcasting and then maybe go into personnel one day. Is that like, would he consider retirement? Like, does he? Have, and I wouldn't blame him. Like, too much pride. Like, I don't want to go out like this. Maybe I'll just leave now. Could be. Or do you think? Could be. Or do you see just one year veteran minimum Raiders, I, Jets, whatever? It's not a crazy thought. I feel like he's going to, if he believes in himself, I'd well, have a does. hard time seeing him we walking know, away. I'd have, he'd want to prove people wrong. I mean, it's, he's just, for a guy that's just accomplished, accomplished as much as he has who is going to be in the Hall of Fame, he has a reason. He has a why, which is to prove everybody wrong again. So, what's your why? Uh, just trying to get that Chad, John. I mean, trying to put, trying, just trying to put joy into the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to impact people, baby. <laughs> I'm just doing what I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just can't do anything else. <laughs> I don't have any skills, you know. All right. On that note, everybody. Peace.